Coming up on today's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast, no decisions have been made yet. We've got to be getting close, right? That plus a whole lot more comes up on Wednesday's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast, January 17th, 2024. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Just Raiders. Win. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, Just win. your team Just every win. day. Just win. Welcome in Raider Nation to another edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast. Thank you so much for making the show your first listen of the day. Make sure you subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast to get the latest edition of the show as soon as it becomes available. As always, if you're checking us out on YouTube. Thank you. Thank you to you and my man Ari. Ari does a great job each and every day making sure we're on YouTube looking good and sounding good. We definitely appreciate him. Check him out on Twitter at Ari Produces. You can hit me up as well at your boy Q254. And we got the Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line at 707-654-4693. A lot to get to. Feel like we're getting closer and closer to a decision when it comes to the Raiders' new GM, the Raiders' new head coach. Could it be Champ Kelly? Is it going to be AP? Again, feel like we're getting closer and closer and closer. Your calls and texts will come up in segment number three. Segment number two, I had an opportunity to catch up with former NFL wide receiver TJ Huzmanzada. Uh, he played with the Raiders in 2011. Longtime wide receiver in the league. Obviously a really good player. Uh, also was a coach alongside of uh, uh, Antonio Pierce there at Long Beach Poly you know, when co- AP coached in high school. So I had a chance to catch up with him on Tuesday on my radio show, Unnecessary Roughness. On Raider Nation Radio 920, you'll hear that conversation coming up in segment number two. Here in segment number one, as I always do, like to give you the news and notes of the day and got a lot to get to, so we'll do that after I tell you about the title sponsor of the show, which is Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case, providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics that treat 50-plus infections. Get yours today at jacemedical.com. Use the promo code LOCKEDON to get $20 off your order. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. So let's go ahead and jump right into it and we knew on Tuesday that the Raiders were going to be interviewing uh, Leslie Frazier for their open head coaching position. And, of course, that's an outside guy. That's also a minority. It's also a guy with a defensive-minded background. So uh, I looked at that interview. Don't really look at Leslie Frazier as a guy that I could see as the head coach for the Silver and Black, but I looked at him as a guy they could be potentially looking at to replace Patrick Graham if Patrick Graham goes off and gets a head coaching job somewhere else. Right, and Patrick Graham has had a couple requests already. The Seattle Seahawks, as well as uh, the uh, the Atlanta, the um, the L.A. Chargers, so both teams have talked to Patrick Graham already about the head coaching position. So I think that uh, Leslie Frazier could be a guy that could potentially be the defensive coordinator if the Raiders do lose Patrick Graham to one of those head coaching positions. But it's also an interview that they have to do an outside interview. They've got to bring someone in face to face interview. So that's number one that they did. And then, and I didn't know this was going to happen on Tuesday, the Raiders also interviewed former Seahawks defensive coordinator Chris Richard, which is the second head coach uh, candidate interviewed by the Raiders, along with Leslie Frazier. So that actually fulfilled all the NFL requirements, and the Raiders can now hire a head coach. And interim head coach Antonio Pierce actually interviewed on Monday. So there you go. It's all set and matched right now. The Raiders, if they want, they can make Antonio Pierce the head coach. They can name Leslie Frazier the head coach. They can name Chris Richard. They can name other. Whoever they decide that they want to hire, they can actually go and do right now. They can make that announcement because they have fulfilled uh, their requirements for the Rooney rule. They brought in a couple guys from the outside for the potential of being that head coaching job. And really, for both guys, Chris Richard and Leslie Frazier, same thing goes. I think they both could end up being defensive coordinators if the Raiders lose Patrick Graham. Now, Chris Richard, he was a real hot name for a little while. 
right? While he was in Seattle, and it feels like so many different coaches came out of Seattle and they had a real hot name. He went to Dallas and got a, a hot name as well and really uh, didn't too, do too much after that, but still has a defensive-minded chops. And so I uh, look at those two guys and think that, you know, the Raiders are also kind of filling out their, you know, their, their side notes. Like, okay, hey, these guys aren't going to be the head coach, but we could keep them along as defensive coordinators just in case Patrick Graham gets a job elsewhere. But the Raiders, in my opinion, really want to hold on to Patrick Graham. That's why they blocked him from his opportunity to interview for another defensive coordinator position. They can't block him from interviewing for a head coaching spot, but they can with the defensive coordinator, and they did that. So I think whoever the next head coach is going to be will have the opportunity to hold on to Patrick Graham, and I do believe it's going to be Antonio Pearson. Look, I've been anticipating uh, the GM position being announced any day, right? I've been anticipating that ever since Monday, but now that both interviews have been done, the GM uh, interviews have already been done, they can hire their GM, they can hire their head coach, now I'm expecting the announcement to come at the same time. Right? I don't know when that's going to be. It could be today. It could already happen, depending on what time you're listening to it. It could happen anytime this week. Right, A lot of people were thinking that it won't happen until at least the 22nd because they couldn't interview others from other organizations until then. But now that they've already interviewed their outside guys, they don't have to wait till the 22nd. They literally could be announcing the hiring right now. And I do believe they're going to hire Champ Kelly as a GM. I do believe they're going to hire AP as the head coach. I've been saying it for a while. And I do think there'll be a couple other additions to the Raiders' front office. But the two that I think that we're all focused on the most is, of course, Champ Kelly and Antonio Pierce. So uh, look for that announcement to come sooner rather than later. I'm getting excited about it because I want to talk about not anticipating the hire. But OK, now the hire has been made. Now what? How do they take this team moving forward? Also, on my radio show on Tuesday, I had an opportunity to catch up with Dr. Jen Welter. Uh, she's the first female coach in the NFL. She's actually got a, a women's camp, a women's football camp coming to Las Vegas on February 8th at the Las Vegas Sports Park. And uh, she was really fun to talk with. I've spoken with her uh, a few times, but being able to catch up with her just to talk about the camp, talk about what she loves about football. I also had an opportunity to catch up with her and talk about Antonio Pierce because she had put out a tweet saying, now that's a team having fun. Talk about a culture turnaround under coach Antonio Pierce. So one of the questions I asked her was about AP and then a follow-up about AP and Bruce Arians. Here's that uh, quick minute or a couple of minutes with Dr. Jen Welter from my radio show on Tuesday. What have you noticed about Antonio Pierce from just his coaching style and what he's done with the Raiders? Oh my gosh. I guess the first and foremost compliment I could give him is that I would have loved to play for Coach Pierce. You can tell that he is in tune with the Raider Nation. You can tell that, you know, he is the game of football, right? Like, it doesn't always have to be pretty polished and perfect. We're going to get it done all together. And he's having so much fun. From somebody with a Ph.D. in sports psychology, one of the things that stood out early to me was when he made the statement about guys on practice squad, right? Like, you know, and they were like, oh, well, you have the practice squad guys on the team. Well, they're a part of the team. And it, I know for me, it would always feel strange. Like, you'd be like, wait, you mean that guy is with us every single day? He goes through the grind. And practice squad just means that, you know, they don't hurt as – or they don't worry as much as you if you get hit. But you're getting hit every day. You are as much of a part of the team as anybody else. And I love the fact that Coach Pierce was like, you know what, they're a part of this team. They're going to be on this sideline. And that mentality carries weight. Being honest, being upfront, and teaching the guys that when we all come together, there's nothing that we can't do. He's doing that and doing it well. And I think 
the Raider Nation has a great one in Coach Pierce. Again, I would have loved to play for that guy. You know, you were there in Arizona with Coach Bruce Arians, and I think that he is one of the best, and I just think his personality and his style is really, really one that's infectious. What is it about Coach Arians? Do you see any kind of similarities between him and Coach Pierce? I absolutely do. Both of them are players' coaches. You know, Bruce used to say, you've got to be able to read a guy's eyes. And to Bruce, reading a guy's eyes, he credits his his ability to do it. He credits to his time as a bartender where he said, you know, you got to you got to learn that what worked for one guy didn't work for the next and not even what worked on one day worked to the next. So could you look to someone to look into their soul, to their core, and see what was different and special about that person and how you needed to communicate with them to get them ready to go. And I think Coach, P- Coach Pierce, you can tell, he's a guy of the team, of the locker room. You know, he, he's going to coach you hard and hug you harder later. And people follow that. They respect honesty. They respect, you know, trench work. And I think those of us who have played the game, we know that things are going to go wrong, right? That's the game. Um, if you think you're not going to get punched in the mouth, then you clearly haven't played a contact sport. However, how you respond to that, and do you look to yourself at what you could do better, or are you blaming everybody else? Um, I think those are big things. And, and Coach Pierce, you can tell, like, he lives for the team, he dies with the team, and he's going to fight right along all, alongside with them. And I think people feel invigorated and empowered around him, just like they did Coach Arian. So that, that was a pretty... Uh, powerful answer right there from Dr. Jen Welter uh, when she talks about AP, what he brings to the locker room. And again, she's somebody who coached with and under Bruce Arians in, in Arizona. And I think that Bruce Arians is a hell of a coach. I think he's well-respected around the league. And, you know, when when some zig, he zags, right? When some uh, duck, he, you know, he, he he dodges, right? I mean, he's just, he's a different kind of a cat, but he's a very open-minded dude. Uh, like him a lot and thought that it was great when he gave her the opportunity to be on the coaching staff, be a part of the coaching staff. And for her to have those saying, what she had to say about AP, I thought was pretty powerful, especially when she said the most, I guess the most, uh, you know, like the, the, the complimentary thing that she could say was that she'd like to play for a guy like Antonio Pierce. That really kind of tells you all you need to know when people say, hey, I'd like to play for that guy because of what he brings to the table. My final little nugget I have for you for segment number one of today's Lockdown Raiders podcast is the Raiders future reserve deals that they made on Tuesday. And it's funny, I got an email from the Raiders on Tuesday and I thought, oh, here it is. Here's the announcement for the GM. Nope. It was the future reserve deal. And there's already been a few of those this offseason. But uh, on Tuesday, the Raiders signed three players to a reserve future contracts, guard Ben Brown, safety Tyreek Jones, and running back Tyreek McAllister. So just wanted to pass along those guys. Uh, you'll hear more names like that leading into free agency, leading into the draft throughout the course of the offseason, leading into training camp. You'll see those kind of deals. Then you'll see guys you know, signed to these reserve future contracts. You'll see guys released from these reserve future contracts. It's just the nature of the beast as they're trying to go ahead and put together a roster. And remember, now they're trying to set up a team of a 90-man roster once they really deep dive into the offseason and get ready for free agency and the draft. So that's what I got for you for segment number one of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. News and notes. Hopefully tomorrow, news and notes. I'll be talking about a new GM for the Raiders and Champ Kelly and a new head coach in Antonio Pierce. But coming up in segment number two, my conversation I had on Tuesday on my radio show with former NFL wide receiver TJ Husbenzada. I had a good conversation with him. You'll hear it next. Coming up in segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Before we get to that, I do want to let you know that today's show is being brought to you in part by Better help. And if you've ever been in a situation where 
you've got to make a decision. Maybe it's something at work where, you know, all of a sudden something arises and you've got to make a tough decision or maybe a decision was made and it didn't go in your favor and it just really, really bothered you. Well, sometimes we need the opportunity to get things off our chest. Big or small, certain things can really start to get to you. So it's important that you let it out, especially to someone who's unbiased in your life. Like that's the most important thing. Sometimes you'll talk to someone about something, but they'll be a loved one. They'll be a parent. They'll be a girlfriend, a boyfriend, a husband, a wife, whatever the case may be. And they might tell you what you want to hear. Well, this is where better help could come into play because look, you want to talk to someone who again will give you great sound advice, listen to you, and also, you know, not have that that biased feeling because they're personally close and connected to you. So, you know, therapy could be different for everyone. You know, most of us have bigger problems uh, than what our like favorite sports team is. And sometimes we don't have uh, big situations at work, but sometimes we do. So if you're ever thinking of starting therapy, you should give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be flexible and suited to your schedule. Visit BetterHelp.com slash locked on. Get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash locked on. I also want to tell you about prize picks. I've told you about prize picks for a while. Daily fantasy sports, biggest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. The easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. You go just no pros, no sharks. You're not battling thousands of players. You're just picking more than or less than two to six player stat projections. And you watch the winnings roll in. There's combo packs where you can combine football and NBA players. And I know the football season is really starting to dwindle down as we're into the divisional round of the playoffs already, but still got a few weeks to jump on it. And of course, the NBA season, full steam ahead. You can do that, pick a couple different players, and again, watch the winning rolls in. And then the fact that Prize Picks offers reboot policy is awesome, right? If your players, your entries stay in play, even if one of your players gets injured, football and basketball games, if a player exits the game in the first half, doesn't come back in the second, Players rebooted just like that. Prize Picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform with an injury insurance policy. So what you got to do is check out prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL. Use the promo code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL. Promo code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, Red Nation, here we go. Segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. I want you to hear the conversation I had on Tuesday with a former NFL wide receiver, longtime NFL wide receiver, TJ Hushmanzada, a really good wide receiver. Remember, he used to run uh, side-by-side with Chad Ochocinco, a guy that's blocked me on Twitter, by the way. But no, not TJ. TJ didn't. Chad Ochocinco did. When he's here in Vegas for the Super Bowl, I'm definitely going to have to ask him at some point, hey, man what I do? <laughs> Why you got me blocked on Twitter? But that's not uh, really that important. But I uh, thought the conversation with TJ Husmanzada from Tuesday was really good. It was a fun conversation. He also does a show uh, up on game with LeVar Arrington and Plaxico Burris. Plaxico Burris is another guy that I've reached out to try to get him on the show. Already talked to LeVar Arrington, talking all things Antonio Pierce. And the thing about TJ is he actually coached alongside of, of Antonio Pierce at Long Beach Poly. And uh, he was the offensive coordinator, wide receivers coach. So he really kind of knows what makes AP tick. And so I definitely wanted to reach out to him, get him on the show, had that opportunity and found out they really go pretty far back, even going back to uh, junior college. And he actually tells a story about it uh, in this conversation. So with that being said, let's go ahead and jump into the conversation I had on Tuesday on my radio show, Unnecessary Roughness on Radio Nation Radio 920 with former NFL wide receiver TJ Hushmanzada. 
Join us now on the phone lines to continue our conversation about Antonio Pierce. He's a guy that's very familiar with AP, and that's former NFL wide receiver TJ Hushmanzada. Spent his 2011 season with the Silver and Black. And TJ, thanks so much for your time this afternoon. We definitely appreciate you. Wanted to talk all things Antonio Pierce. You're very familiar with him. What did you think from a distance, what you saw from what he was able to do those last nine games with the Raiders? Pretty much the same thing that everybody else witnessed. He changed the culture of the team. The defense played much better. If they had better quarterback play, you don't know what could have taken place as far as the Raiders getting into the playoffs. But the locker room rallied around him. And once the players really believe in what's going on, they're going to go above and beyond. And that's what he did. The defense got much, much better. And offensively, it's, it's, it's about players, not plays. And he, he got the ball to his best players, and, and it showed. What is it about Antonio Pierce that allows him and, and gives him that ability, really, to get the most out of their players, his players and really get them fired up to go? You stand up in front of that meeting. I mean, when you stand up in that meeting room in front of that team on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, we, gonna, we know right away when we're sitting in them chairs and that coach go up there how really he is or it's just coach talk. AP is a real dude, and the players in that locker room and on that team, they see that. And so I don't think enough gets made into do I believe in my coach? Do I accept the challenges that he's presenting to the team and myself each and every day, each and every week, each and every game? And if you do, when, when they, okay, when they come out in this formation, this is what we expect, this is how we're going to play it. You don't second-guess it. You trust it because you believe in him. If you second-guess and you don't believe in that coach, you're going to do your own thing. They trust AP. They believe in AP. And that's why I think it's a no-brainer that he should be the next head coach. What did you think of the move he made to bring in Marvin Lewis, a guy that you're very familiar with, Tom Coughlin, and also Adam Gase, just to kind of evaluate what he had going on as the coach? When this is his first position or first time being in this situation, you bring in guys that have been through what you're trying to accomplish and have had a ton of experience. And that's what I'm saying. He's humble enough to do those type of things. How many guys would do that? Right. Hey, Mark, Coach Lewis, I need your help. Coach Coughlin, I need your help. Coach, I need your help. And for him to be able to pick up that phone and show that type of humility, it shows when you're a leader of men, you know, it's not a bad thing to go get help from others. Right. And so for him to lean on, others that have been successful at what he's trying to do and what he wants to be that right there just shows you wow he can put his pride to the side because he wants what's best for the team and so he's going to go out and lean on people that have done it before. Talking right now, former NFL wide receiver TJ Hujmanzada here on Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio 920 also has the show Up on Game. And TJ, in that show, you were mentioning AP, and like you said to us, it's a no-brainer that he should get the job. But you also mentioned that the Raiders should should talk to Jim Harbaugh. What you know? What do you think that they should get out of that conversation with Harbaugh? You you have to do your due, due diligence. Uh, you talk to him, you know, what would you do if you were the coach? Um, what changes would you make? What would you implement? And, and if you like them, it's just something to think about. Mm-hmm. Like, you would be doing your players, your organization, and the fans a disservice if you didn't exhaust all your resources and interview and talk to other people. But ultimately, you go with the guy. I, I feel like when they didn't hire Basaccia, 
after leading them to the playoffs and losing a very, very close playoff game to the Bengals that many will say, wow, they probably should have won. Mm-hmm. They made a mistake with that. He's not going to make a mistake twice. And so, yeah, you, you, you go interview a Harbaugh and whomever else, but ultimately the way when you have your best defensive player was Max Crosby say, I'm open to an exploring a trade if AP isn't hired. That right there should show you, wow, he really, really believes in AP. We really need to consider, you know, doing this because we don't want to upset the locker room again. We had Michael Lee from the Washington Post on the show last week, and you were part of uh, his interview that he did when he was talking about Antonio Pierce. And something that you said that stood out to me was, Leaders lead, and it doesn't matter what level you're on. If you're a leader, you're a leader. And you were with Antonio Pierce there at Long Beach Poly. What was it about his leadership skills that really stood out to you the most? He lets you be yourself, but he's going to demand accountability from you. He's not going to let you have step. He's not going to let you BS the process. And you can tell when somebody is being fake. You just can. Like, I'll never forget, man, we was playing the game. We was beating the crap out of somebody. But he didn't like the way the guys was playing. I mean, we were up by, like, 30 points. We conditioned all halftime. The team, they just ran sprints all the halftime. No adjustments, no nothing. Y'all want to play hard? And we're up by like 40 points. Sprints all halftime. Y'all, y'all not going to play the right way? All right, we're going we gonna, to uh, get in shape in, in these 15 minutes. <laughs> but it, it, it's more so he's able to accept criticism from others, suggestions. But ultimately, when you're a leader of men, you have to make the final decision. And when it doesn't work, it falls on your shoulders. You blame nobody. You, you give all the credit and you take all the blame. That's what he's going to do. You played for the Raiders organization, as I mentioned, in 2011, your final year in the league. So you know what the Raiders are all about. You know what AP is all about. And he grew up a Raider fan. How much is this a, a match made in heaven? It's perfect, man. Like, you, you see and hear things on TV and, I, oh, the Raiders organization was bad and it's this and it's that. I promise you. I tell people this all the time. When I played for the Raiders, Raiders, it was nowhere near what I thought it was going to be. It was so much better. I'm like, well, what are people talking about? And so for AP, the Raiders fans, I just think it's a perfect match at the perfect time. Whether Aiden O'Connell is a quarterback or they draft a quarterback this year, if they can figure that out, that position, they got a chance to be special. And so I'm hopeful Mark Davis and that organization makes the right decision. They do the right thing and hire AP they can figure out that quarterback position, they can be really scary in the future. TJ Hujmazada is our guest here on Raider Nation Radio 920 Unnecessary Roughness. I'm looking around the league. I see Mike Vrabel, and I know he just got fired, but I'm looking at D'Amico Ryans in Houston. I'm looking at Dan Campbell in Detroit, and I'm looking at AP, and I'm saying that all these guys have a way to relate to the players, and it almost feels like to me, TJ, and this is what I ask you, is this kind of what these organizations are looking for, coaches like this that could be a leader of men and also just relate to them because they play that game as well? They should, <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> you, you would think, why wouldn't you right. play at a high level, play the position where you have to lead, and so that's just natural for you. But again, if it was so simple and that easy, everybody would do it. And, and I, I just think when you have somebody that has shown you, I can get it done. But you're going to look for somebody that you hope can get it done. Don't make it that complicated. It's right in your face. It's the easy thing to do, and it's the smart thing to do. Just go ahead and do it. How did you know when you were playing for the right coach? Like, what was it that got you going? You know, that that takes some time to really 
process, like you go into a meeting Wednesday morning, Thursday morning, so forth and so on. And coaches, they'll talk about different things, whether it's about life. They'll give you little tidbits about the opponent you're playing, um, what to expect on third down, certain blitzes when they line up in this formation. When we line up in this formation, they get in this front, uh, expect this. And once those things start to happen, it's just trust builds up. Trust builds up. And once you see, just from a football perspective, okay, you trust that. But then as a man perspective and trusting things that he may, advice he may give you outside of the game, off the field, he genuinely cares, then that's even more. And so it's a process. It does take time. But when you're a position coach, you spend a lot more time with the players. You know, you interact with different players. Now it's just him getting to know the offense, and once that happens, now the whole team, the entire team can see who he is as a person. But I think it's really just getting to know uh, each player as a person. Talk right now, former NFL wide receiver T.J. Huzmanzada here on Unnecessary Roughness, Radio Nation Radio 920. Now you were in the league for a long time. AP was in the league for a long time. Was there ever a time where you guys were playing and maybe competing against each other that you looked at him as like, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's a coach on the field right there? Nah, man. When, when me and AP, so me and AP, we go way back. We played against each other in JUCO. Mm-hmm. Played against each other in college, and obviously, JUCO. We used to go at it because you know AP. He, he gonna talk a little trash, and I'm gonna talk a little <laughs> trash. So, you know, we would just kind of go at it. We was I never looked at it from the perspective of, you know, he's a leader. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you're a middle linebacker and you kind of got to direct the defense, that's just a natural thing. But now nah, we is too busy. Uh, cursing each other out probably <laughs> i respect that I'm, I'm okay with that he does like to talk that talk as you should right i mean why not so <laughs> of course yeah <laughs> nice do you do you happen to have one antonio pierce story that you can share with us on the radio nah, i just know i'll go as far as back as i can go we played in junior college his team won a national championship at mount sack they beat us 21 to 20 um i scored all 20 points for my team and he stopped me on a two-point conversion to win the game. Wow! <laughs> wow! The year they, they they end up winning. They end up winning all. They went undefeated. Wow! Now that's that's something right there, right? Stopping you on a two-point conversion after you scored all the points for your uh, your team. Well, let me ask you this: as we close things out, TJ, you were the uh, offensive coordinator. You were the wide receivers coach there at uh, Long Beach Poly alongside AP. You have any thoughts of coaching in the league? Man, I think about it a lot. Man, I've been offered. Uh, jobs in the league to coach i have a son that's nine years old as soon as my son um is taught what i feel he needs to learn uh, about this sport then i'll make my uh foray into coaching but i want to make sure that my son uh gets gets coached up as much as he can in his early years so that if i'm not around and i'm coaching uh he really has the game from mental perspective down pat i respect that i really do because man yeah that that's Man, coaching, especially the youngsters, is not easy. You want to uh, raise them up the right way in the game. And, uh, yeah, I, re- I respect the hell out of that. I know I had Brandon Jacobs on the show, and he said, look, if AP calls me and says, hey, I need you in Vegas, I'm moving my family to Vegas. So he was ready to ready to roll. So uh, I get it, man. I get it. That's that's awesome. Well, TJ, I know, like I said, you got up on game. You're doing podcasts and other shows. What are you working on that we should be on the lookout for? No, nah, that's about it, man. Just uh, I just train guys. I've been training guys for, like, the last – Three, four years getting them ready for the combine. I got a group mm. of guys this year that's going to make some noise. All my guys have 
knock on wood, for the last handful of years, man, they've done pretty well. I had two guys last year, Puka Nakua and Michael Wilson, and they both uh, played extremely well. So, yeah, just doing that, um, bring my and that's the part of it. I bring my son to that, and he's able to see these guys and train with NFL guys. Um, so that's pretty much what I do outside of the weekend, man, just train guys during the week. That's awesome. Speaking of Puka, man, so you're not surprised by anything that you're seeing or you saw from him this year because you kind of had that up close and personal experience with him. He worked with the best, so what do you expect? <laughs> there you go. That's a mic drop moment right there. TJ Hushmanzada with us here on Radio Nation Radio. TJ, thanks so much for some time this afternoon. We definitely appreciate you, brother. Man, y'all good. Mark Davis, go hire AP. Come on. Come on, Mr. Davis. So there was a conversation with TJ Hushmanzada right there. Uh, he played with the Raiders the last season in his career. That was 2011. And I thought it was pretty cool what he said about the Raiders. Like so many people on the outside say, what's wrong with the organization and how bad it is? And he's like, man, when I was there, it was cool. It was cool, and I'm sure that he's really got uh, some insight as of late, especially uh, you know talking to Antonio Pierce, so I thought that that was a good conversation. Looking forward to the Plaxico Burris conversation. I know I'll get that. I'll either get it on the phone on my radio show or when I catch up with them at the Super Bowl when uh, on Radio Row when it's here in Las Vegas preparing for Super Bowl 58. I've already reached out to the people at Fox Sports, and they said, yeah, we'll get it done one way or the other, so I'm looking forward to that. Uh, these guys are all spending a lot of time with AP here in Vegas, from LeVar Arrington to TJ to Plaxico Burris. They've all been here, so they all know what's kind of going on in the mind of Antonio Pierce so think that it's really cool to have that opportunity to talk to these guys they kind of tell it how it is and let you know what you're getting in Antonio Pierce so hopefully you enjoyed that conversation coming up in segment number three your calls and texts straight off that Lockdown Raider podcast voicemail line 707-654-4693 it's coming up next here on the Lockdown Raiders podcast before we get to that though I do want to tell you about Jace Medical and the Jace case and Look, I know we come to sports to escape from the crazy realities of real life, right? But we can always talk for a minute about preparing for real life. That's important. According to the FDA, pharmacies are running out of antibiotics like amoxicillin right in the middle of the worst flu season in over a decade. It's really scary. And I've been seeing a ton of people that are sick, right? It's just with the weather change and everything, it's just a lot of people are catching the cold. And more importantly, a lot of people are catching the flu, which could be very, very dangerous. So I can never imagine or feeling more helpless than a situation where you can't get the medication you need and someone like a significant other, a kid, whatever the case may be, really needs it at this time, right? Well, the good thing is Jace Medical's there, so everyone should be okay. The Jace case is a pack of five different antibiotics that will treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, including UTIs, respiratory infections, skin infections, and a bunch more. This stuff can happen to any of us. We know it, and it can happen at any time. Visit jacemedical.com, complete your physician encounter. It'll be reviewed by an onboard uh, certified physician, and your medication will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. It's never been more important to be prepared than today. Go to jacemedical.com, use the offer code LOCKEDON, it's all one word, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, to get $20 off your order. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Here we go, Raider Nation, segment number three of today's Locked On Raider podcast. Your calls and texts draft that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line, 707-654-4693. Let's start off with Zane in Houston. He's calling to talk about the Raiders, how things have changed, and how he has changed with the way he feels and cares about the team from McDaniels to Pierce and also adds Harbaugh to the mix. Here he is, Zane in Houston. Hey, Q, it's uh, Zane from Houston. Um, it's been a like five-plus years since I've called in, but I've been listening off and on for a while, and I just wanted to uh, throw in kind of my thoughts on the whole AP and John Harbaugh thing. Um, I think as far first thing is just, like, 
Um, this is more of the emotional side of me. I think AP is good for the fans. Um, you know, I, I've been going through a lot of changes for the last uh, year. Um, I just started going back to school and all that kind of stuff, and I've been focusing on that. And, you know, before AP, it, I, I started – I stopped trying to make time for the Raiders, you know, because I had so much other stuff going on, and it just wasn't worth my energy to watch Josh McDaniels just continue to fuck up the Raiders. Um, I, I apologize, but but um, but when, once AP got in there, something changed. And I I would always always I would do extra work um, at the beginning of the week and just schedule around a Raiders game all the time every week. I don't, it's just something that AP does for the fan base, you know. And that last game in Denver. I think I feel like that was the first home game that the Las Vegas Raiders have ever had, um, and that's huge. That's massive, um, and it's kind of embarrassing. So that's one thing. The second thing is versus John Harbaugh. It's like you know, every time we get a new head coach, we go into it like, okay, we don't need to rebuild. You know, we have pieces. All all the new coach has to do is put some extra pieces in there, and we'll be good to go back in the playoffs. And every time it's a rebuild. And that's why I'm kind of wary of a new coach. You know, he's going to come in. He's going to be like, you know what? I need to put my own stamp on the team. I'll, you know, trade away some guys. Uh, we'll change things around. And, you know, it'll be in two years, we'll make it. You know? And I hate that. That's, that's just stupid. Um, so, uh, I think AP is the guy that would come in and have faith in what we already have and move forward with that and actually take us into the playoffs, you know? Um, and I get it, you know, D'Amico Ryan uh, is a guy that took him, took the Texans back. I was at that at that game. I'm best friends in Texas fan. And that team is special. But most coaches aren't going to take that route. Most coaches are going to want to put their own stamp on the team, you know, and satisfy their ego or whatever. But that's just my take. I think AP is the guy, and those are the two re- biggest reasons for me. Thanks, Scoop. Zane, thanks for the call. Appreciate you. And, yeah, you bring up some good points, man, about both coaches. And I think if at the end of the day you say AP is the head coach or you say Jim Harbaugh is the head coach, I think you would take that. I think Raider Nation would be happy with either one of the guys. I know I'd be happy with either one. I know they both have real good qualities, and they both could be really good coaches. Harbaugh obviously has the track record. Uh, AP, I believe, will get the track record. I think he'll show his worth. I know some people are still a little skeptical because interim coaches, a lot of times they get the job, or when they do get the job, a lot of times it doesn't work out. But I just my gut feeling tells me something is different about AP. He just goes about it in a way where he really wants it, and he's really going to get after it and really work his tail off to make sure this team is really successful. Again, that's just my gut feeling. I think it's going to happen that way. Uh, but either one of those coaches are really good, and I do think we'll find out sooner rather than later that Antonio Pierce is being named the head coach of the Silver and Black. But thank you for the call, my man. It's good to hear from you. I appreciate you. Up next, got a text from Kyle in Utah. He says, hey, Q, appreciate what you do. Emotion does matter in the head coaching hire to some degree. Harbaugh's a great coach. My fear with him is his uh, authoritarian, authoritarian style. Teams just got away from that to go back uh, could be a disastrous. We've seen what happens when a coach loses a locker room with Del Rio. Playoff contender to bottom five team fast. That's Kyle from Utah. And yeah, that's the thing. I think that uh, I think that Harbaugh is a guy that I want to say is a player's coach as well. Like he's able to relate to the players really well, like Antonio Pierce is. But at the same time, 
I do remember what happened in San Francisco, and I do remember after about four seasons, uh, he started to rub some guys the wrong way, even guys that liked him. Like, we're, we're big friends with him, and, and we're happy that he was the coach. They even started to say, like, yeah, he's starting to starting to wear on us, right? I mean, it's just kind of the, the nature of the beast. It's kind of what he does, and, you know, like, you can get tired of anybody, right? We know that. You can get tired of anyone. So, uh, you know, the, the funny story I, I heard, a matter of fact, Vinny Bonsignor said it to me uh, when I said something about, you know, well, four years, Harbaugh will probably wear on you. And he's like, Q, when's the last time a Raider head coach made it four years? So that's a good point. <laughs> that's a good point. So I guess you worry about that when you get there. But uh, I think that, you know, AP will be the guy. But like I said many times, man, uh, Harbaugh will be fine. He's a really good coach. And I think that uh, Antonio Pierce will be really good as well. But thank you so much for that text. I do appreciate you. Up next, got a call from Jacob in Hanford. He's calling to talk about a possible name for the OC position. And then as a trivia question for me as well. Here he is, Jacob in Hanford. What's up, Q? This is Jacob from Hanford. I wanted to run something by you. I haven't really heard from any insiders anywhere any sports writers nobody's really talking about this guy but i think he would be the perfect offensive coordinator for the raiders tell me what you think about this a guy who was a pillar for the stanford cardinal when jim harbaugh left the guy they stanford did not miss a beat until the last two seasons the whole covid thing and they had just a couple bad seasons right at the end maybe recruiting had something to do covid recruiting i don't know but David Shaw was the head coach. He was the offense coordinator for Jim Harbaugh, and they were great. They had Andrew Luck. They had Toby Gerhardt. Most people don't know who Toby Gerhardt, but I'm not even a Stanford fan, and I knew because I followed them somewhat closely. I was a Harbaugh fan back then. I love him and uh, Jim and John. Great careers. But regardless, I think Shaw did a, a fantastic job at Stanford, and I want to see him with the Raiders. If we did that, here's my question. Well, one, do you like that? Do you agree with that, Kate? Do you think David Shaw is worth a dime? And do you think that uh, he would be good? I know the Cliff Kingsbury thing. I know. I get all that. But David Shaw, that's my favorite pick. My second question, would you know this? Would it be, if we kept AP and Patrick Graham, if David Shaw was added to that mix, would that be the first team in NFL history with a black offensive coordinator black head coach and black DC because I think that would be awesome. You let me know. You do your homework if you can on that, and you let me know. Peace out. Paredes. Jacob, thanks so much for the call. I appreciate you, and I like David Shaw a lot. Miles, I think he wants to be a head coach and not an offensive coordinator, uh, but I do like him a lot. I'm still mad at myself that when he was at the Intermountain Health Performance Center uh, for training camp, and I was standing right there next to him talking with him. Like, we were chopping it up, talking about what we were witnessing. I didn't just... Knock out a quick interview. I, I do it all the time. It's never a big deal. I'm never worried about it. I'm always ready to go. And for some reason, I was like, oh, I'll just get him in a little bit. And then a little bit never came. He got busy on NFL Network, and I wasn't able to, uh, you know, get back to him. So I know that he's interested in this coaching cycle. His name hasn't popped up at all. But my guy, Vinny Bonsignor, he did, you know, um, you know, confirm that he was interested in coaching during this cycle, like he was looking for these these coaching jobs to open up and hoping that his name was going to pop up. But I haven't heard his name as of late. So maybe, you know, maybe he would be open to an offensive coordinator position. Um, I really am probably looking for a guy that's a little bit more dynamic, has a more dynamic type offense. 
But you're right, David Shaw is really good. You bring up Toby Gerhard. Gerhard, I haven't heard that name in a long time. I remember when uh, the Vikings drafted him. I know he wasn't in the league a long time, but man, he was a hell of a player at Stanford, and they they had they had some running backs, right? They sure were able to get it done. Toby Gerhardt, Christian McCaffrey, obviously McCaffrey should have won the Heisman, but nobody uh, nobody was paying attention to him because he's on the West Coast. That was a shame, but uh, yeah, uh, we, you know he, he I guess he could be uh, in the in the line. You know, maybe one of the guys in consideration for the offensive coordinator position. I'm just not sure how much he would actually want to be that that guy. And I don't know if AP wants to go in that direction. As far as like the black head coach and offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, hell, you could take it a step further. You could say the head coach, the OC, the DC, the GM, the president, right? I, I'm sure that there's never been all of those positions uh, filled by, you know, a, a person of color. Uh, but, you know, I'm sure the Raiders would be probably the first ones to do that. Uh, I don't know about just the head coach and the offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator. I can do some research on that, but you know how the Raiders are. You know how they roll, and, and that's you know one of many reasons I'm proud to be a Raider fan, just because they're always breaking down barriers. Just for the fact that Sandra Douglas Morgan is the president, then Antonio Pierce is the interim head coach, and Champ Kelly the interim GM. I mean, those three alone is, is something that's record-breaking. That's never been done in the NFL before, right? That's, that's groundbreaking. That's awesome. Uh, so, yeah, I'm sure that an offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator as well uh, has not been added uh, to the mix like that. So, yeah, that, that would be that would be kind of cool. Nice little feather in the cap for the silver and black. Thanks so much for the call. Do appreciate you. Uh, up next, got a text from Jersey Shore Raider. He says, hey, Q, Jersey Shore Raider here. I have a quick question for you. First off, I'm all in on hiring AP as our next coach. And the only reason I would like someone like Jim Harbaugh is because of his knowledge of all the college prospects. My question is, do you feel comfortable with our scouting department Champ Kelly has in place? Two things I've been craving for the past 20 years is a top 10 defense and a great draft class. It looks like we got the defense figured out for the time being, and now I'd really like to hit on these draft classes. Thanks for all that you do, Q, and just win, baby. That's from Jersey Shore Raider. And, yeah, I like Champ Kelly in the position. I know that he is well-respected around the league. He's been well-respected for a long time. That's why I was excited when the Raiders were able to land him as the assistant general manager because I just knew he was going to have a team sooner rather than later. So to have Dave Ziegler in a position, also have Champ Kelly there, I thought that that was a big win for the Raiders. Little did I know that Champ Kelly was going to have the opportunity to be you know, the GM of the Raiders. I thought he was going to be the GM of another team, but here he is in position to be the GM of the Raiders. So that's exciting. It feels like it's on the one-yard line. They're about to punch it into the end zone, right? First and goal from the one. Feels like AP and Champ Kelly are any second now from being announced as the uh, next GM and head coach of the Silver and Black. So that's exciting. And not to mention, the scouting department's already in place. I think that that's probably one of the biggest benefits that if, you know, you bring in a new GM, then all of a sudden you're you're trying to bring in new ideas. And this guy is going to want his his own players. And so all the scouting that you've been doing over the last year or so, Everything you've been doing to prepare for this upcoming offseason, now basically it's like a scramble drill, similar to what Dave Ziegler uh, walked into when him and Josh McDaniels were introduced to the Raiders, right? All of a sudden, they had to use someone else's scouts, and they had to go into the draft, and so they did okay, but I think they're a lot more comfortable, and I mean all GMs are a lot more comfortable with relying on their own scouts, so I think that that's something that they've been preparing all all year long, they have an identity of what they're looking for. They're, they have an identity of what they want the Raiders to look like. And I think that that's just a plus. That's a win-win situation as far as I'm concerned. Thanks so much for that. I do appreciate you. Got time for one more call. We'll take it from Colin in Vegas. I think he said in Vegas. It sounded like it, but it got a little muffled. He's calling to tell a quick story about the Raiders back in the day when the Raiders were in Oakland, staying by the airport. Here he is, Colin in Vegas. Hey, what's up, Q? This is Colin here in Vegas, man. Uh, right now, you know, uh 
rumor is that AP and Champ got the job, man, which is uh, which is awesome, man. I'm happy for both of them. They 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 deserve it. I'm not gonna lie, I was uh, AP was my plan, like option two, but you know what, man? He's a um, I'll rock with him, man. And I just wanted to share like a quick story, man, because I know he he rolls in his in his in his Impala, man. But back in the day, about uh, 2000, man, you know, before the game, the Raiders would stay back in the uh, at the Hilton by the airport, man. And uh, I still remember, man, I was like 10 years old, nine years old, and Daryl Russell, man, God bless his soul, turned the corner, man, and he was in a ragtop blue with white interior, 64, man. And I remember my pops said, "Hey, Daryl." Hit the switch, and he freaking hit the switch, man. And I still remember o- OPD when told him, "Hey, Daryl, we got to talk about those uh, expired tags, man." And they let him go, laugh, man. But anyways, bro, it, it just you know brought back kind of some good memories seeing AP with that '64, and then you know good times with, with growing up with my pops going to Raider games, man. So. Hey, best of luck to you, AP, man. I, I hope you're the man to bring us back to glory. It would it would be awesome for a Raider, a real Raider, to bring us back to glory, man. So, like I said, AP, man, congratulations. And uh, go Raiders, baby. Thanks for the call, my man. It's an awesome story. And shout out to Daryl Russell. Rest in peace. I used to see him around the Bay Area all the time. Used to uh, be at clubs <laughs> with them all the time. I mean, that was a hell of a dude, not to mention a hell of a player. Right. And so, uh, yeah, I remember those days at the airport Hilton and, uh, you know, being able to see the Raiders roll into the Coliseum. That was awesome. And to be able to share those stories and, you know, have memories uh, with your pops and everything. That's what it's all about, man. Those those are the those are the fun ones that I have. The you know, the memories of, you know, either going to the game with with my friends or going to the game with my boys, you know, little Q and little Q. That was fun. You know, obviously going to the game with my mom and just all those just those were always the great memories or sharing the memories of going to, you know, drive really far in the Bay to go uh, watch the Raider game when the blackout rule was in place and all that stuff. My dad used to do that for me. Those are always the best memories uh, always, no, no matter what. Right. So uh, I think that that's awesome. Thanks for sharing that. We do appreciate it. That's all I got time for on today's show coming up tomorrow. I got a text from Jay Black and Gville, also CK and Southern Cali. Plus we'll have more. Maybe we'll be talking about a new head coach for the Raiders and a new GM. Hopefully that comes down sooner rather than later. I feel like it will, but we're already here on Wednesday, right? I felt like it was coming down Monday. Felt like we were getting closer on Tuesday. It's got to happen on Wednesday, right? Well, we'll find out, but uh, we'll be talking about it here on the Lockdown Raiders podcast. Of course, we'll have more news and notes. We'll have more calls and texts. We'll have plenty of conversation here uh, each and every day as we do, powering through another week here again on the Lockdown Raiders podcast. So until tomorrow, Raider Nation, take care of yourself, take care of your family, love on your family. Most importantly, as always, just win, baby.